Hey everyone, welcome back to Film Fatales, a podcast about, I always forget it, iconic female actresses. Sorry, that's good. That's good. Great. One liner. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be quick. Um, I'm Chase and this is Jeff. Say hi. (laughs) Hello, it's me. So we're doing intros now. Um, we're we're twenty episodes in. We still haven't figured it out. Uh, that's fine. We'll never figure it out. It's it's ever changing. It's never fixed. It's a it's a living and breathing thing, you know. Yeah. How's how's life? We we should do a live catch up. What's what's been happening I... in culture or movie general movie watching in culture? I thought you wanted me to talk about my personal life. <laughs> I want to talk about something in a second, but I want to let you go first. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about moving culture. I the thing is, we record on Sundays, and uh, I have been drinking on Saturdays. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm once again showing up to the party feeling a little tired, oh, a little not. It could be worse. It could be so, worse. You're anyways, living in the center you, of culture. <laughs> what? What is you're, this? You're, <laughs> you're going out drinking. The, this is where what? all the exciting stuff happens. Like arts and culture. What do you have stuff. to say? What do you have to say about culture? There was a clip on Twitter. Um, Tina Fey was on a podcast called Las Culturistas, uh, by hosted by Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, and they were talking about, um, like Tina Fey was going on like a little segment talking about, like Bowen Yang cannot, as they're getting more famous, they cannot tell exactly how they think about movies because now they're famous um i wish i could play a clip but the 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 thesis of it is basically like tina Fey saying like authenticity is 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 expensive it's um it's it's a luxury it's it's something that you know as you're getting hmm. as you're becoming in the culture and the center of culture more you can't really say what exactly what you feel because you might end up offending someone or you kind of tarnish your future opportunities um so like i've been thinking about that like thing like we are kind of just doing saying whatever we want to say about movies and like having no consequences at all um and just kind of running running wild with our hottest takes about movies um, which i think is like super fun um yeah just want to share that we are we are at the center of culture, our podcast, so we need to be careful what we say. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, anywho, yeah, what are we talking about today? Um, we are continuing on. Sorry, you're so geeked out for me, like you're so glitchy and and spotty. But anyways, we are talking about a movie. <laughs> we're t- we're continuing to talk about our oscars best actress nominees and this week we are discussing a film called naiad in which annette benning has been nominated for best actress well <laughs> if, well i think it's very fun that you call it a movie um <laughs> to start with um what's the movie is about uh naiad who's like this long distance runner um she's in her 60s now and it's like the movie talking like uh do you say runner no a, a long 
long distance swimmer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, she's in her sixties now, and the movie long. follows her throughout her upbringing and also um, her final biggest feat of uh, swimming across, um, swimming to like swimming from Cuba to Florida. Was it Florida? Yeah, I believe so. From Cuba to Florida. Exactly. That's the um, the end of the podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> it's starring Annette Benning, obviously. It's starring Jodie Foster. It's been nominated only for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress for those two. Where Jodie Foster plays as jo- Jodie Foster. <laughs> Jodie Foster plays um, <laughs> Diana Nyad's <laughs> coach, Bonnie Bonnie Stoll or whatever her name is, uh, Bonnie or something. Bonnie. Um, yeah, it's a movie. Um, where do we begin with this one? Hmm. Um, take it away. <laughs> You're cutting off. Hello. Well, I'm crystal clear on my end. Well, I can hear you now. I said, take it away. <laughs> the biopic. Okay, so another biopic that we're watching on the pod. Um, I'm not too like right now. I'm feeling really numb about biopics, and I think I think this is definitely on the lower end of things. Um, I gave it like a two and a half star, which I think you also gave it a two and a half star on that. You gave it two. You gave it two. <laughs> I give two, which I think is like super solid. Um, yeah, like that's really the best i could give like it's like a legit two-star like performance if i'm being that's totally all you honest. have to say <laughs> i have so much to say like i i i think the movie does teach me something new about like this person this figure um but i don't think it was really done really well like there was no uh there was not a lot of character building um She's like an egomaniac, but I think that for someone to be so invested in their work, um, you kind of mm-hmm. have to be like the the tortured artist kind of trope that we've seen and been very familiar with. You're cutting out um, big time. Like there, there's not a lot of nuances in the movie that I can really pick apart other than like maybe more credit for for Jodie Foster maybe, but um, uh. Yeah, I think that's kind of like my initial feel, like, like review about the movie itself. Um, how do you feel about your your rating in general? Um, I don't. I don't like. I don't actually agree that. Uh, like you said, it's a two-star performance. I don't agree with that. I actually think Annette Bening and Jodie Foster were quite good in this movie. Um, but I think it's like a testament to the fact that like even a solid acting performance cannot save a sinking ship. Like it cannot patch all of the holes that were in this film. Like it's just like some really wild choices creatively and just with everything (laughs) i i and especially the writing bothered me like so many of the lines were really um 
corny to me. What did I write down? Like, like Diana being described as like very punk rock when she was, when she was putting on that jellyfish suit, I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, just like very literal, corny dialogue, in my opinion. Now, I think acting wise, they were fine. They were even, I could say, good. And I think that there was something there between um Diana and Bonnie's characters like I would have liked to just have the film focus on their friendship and their relationship more and really flesh that out but it was it was I don't know it was such a surface level movie and it was really like am I supposed to be rooting for her because quite frankly I think what she's doing is stupid yeah like I like I'm <laughs> I not rooting for saying. her give up like give up you're being dumb and I don't, like, I personally, this is just me. I'm not, you know, uh, a fanatic for um, sports. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Let us anyone, I don't give a shit if anyone ever swims from Cuba to Florida. I don't care. So, like, watching that, I feel like I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, she did it. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I mean, and the movie didn't so make me sense. care. And maybe the movie's only job maybe the movie's only job was to make me care and it failed to do that so the movie made her made her look more demanding and more of like more selfish really actually but i can't really blame her for that because like that's her whole spiel i think people like this is probably like a midlife crisis like i'm thinking about like the dream demographic would be like moms kind of like their kids leaving for college and they're like at home watching this movie thinking about like all the things that they, <laughs> they could be achieving <laughs> um it just feels dry to me in a movie that talks about swimming <laughs> um speaking of lines that that are kind of silly um diet was like my mind has never been clear i had that written down um that was so silly to me I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, 90% of the dialogue in the movie, it's like, mm -hmm. they're fighting. They're like, I don't think you should do this. And, like, Naya would be like, oh, I have to do this because A, B, and C. Uh, and nobody can question me and, and stuff like this. Um, yeah, she like, the, the line She is was like, an asshole. She was an asshole. She was risking their lives just for her to be like, oh, I swim across fucking ocean I'm like okay uh, i don't i don't believe any of this <laughs> i'm sorry i literally wrote in my notes i said maybe i don't get it because i'm not an athlete question mark <laughs> so i don't i don't know what i was missing but um i thought she was kind of an asshole and when the movie started i was like okay sure okay like i'm here and i'm watching and i'm i'm not mad to be watching this and then towards maybe like towards maybe the first hour onwards so i guess the second half or like slightly earlier i was like this is really lagging it's just like attempt and failure attempt and failure attempt and failure and the same sort of dialogue for her to like convince her team to do it again i'm like 
with like weirdly like really traumatic flashbacks that also were kind of abstract in how they were like i don't know what's up they never really really fully lean into it they never fully lean into it i think they didn't lean into anything they didn't lean into anything like it would be fun if you know like Jodie Foster and I, like I'm just calling it Jodie Foster. They were dating at one point, right? Like, what it would be fun if they specifically talk about that part of the relationship. Like, if they center around how Nia's swimming conflicts with their relationship, like their like their relationship as coach and the athlete kind of like gets um, gets ruined because of their competitiveness or their different ways of communication. Like, that would make a really fun watch other than just this like trying to cast mm-hmm. a really wide net in terms of like oh she did it at the end of like when she's still in her second leaves I think that like in the intention of making um, it grand it, like it, it makes it so like it doesn't really achieve anything at the end of the movie I think uh, I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of the of the biopic um, yeah there I think that like people, people call this movie Oscar bait. I don't even see it as Oscar bait. Like I feel like this movie, uh, like okay, the acting was nominated, and I sure I guess. Um, but I don't think anything else about this film is like positioning itself to even be Oscars worthy, which is shown by the fact that it's not being recognized at the Oscars. Really, I don't think they're any nominees to fill up that category either way for best actress for best actress maybe it's also because like again Benning is also in her 60s i think like i don't think she has been nominated maybe other than american beauty perhaps kevin spacey oh, i'm not talking about her um maybe <laughs> it's like an honorary thing right like maybe it's I'm so over like, that. Get a grip. I'm so <laughs> over that. I don't I don't need you to be giving out nominations and awards, Jamie Lee Curtis, just because these bitches are old and they've been acting for a long time. I don't need it. So you're coming out as an ageist. That's fair. <laughs> you should play your slander. That was a good time to play your slander noise, but you're slacking. Oh, the slander. Thank you. Um I just don't need, I just, I truly don't need that. And I'm not, I'm not even like, I don't, I actually think Annette Benning, like I said, I think Annette Benning was, was pretty solid in this movie <coughs> acting wise. I just, I just think I don't like Diana Nyad. Like, I think that, um, Annette's acting was actually probably, probably great and probably true to who Diana is. I just don't like Diana Nyad, the real person. And so I could not like <laughs> Annette Benning in this because I hate her character. We've gone on too much slander, <laughs> for sure. Um, are there any fun moments that that we appreciate? Can I first before we go up? I, um, <laughs> when she when Nia first come on screen, she looks she looks like a mixture of Christian Wig and Donald Trump. I'm not joking. Like I, I'll put literally. I'll, I'll put, like, I was thinking side. of Tan Mom. <laughs> I was thinking of Tan Mom. I'm like, is she Tan Mom? Like, but. But she's like facing down, right? Like, why is her son? Why is her? Why is her face burned? Is it because like when she's like 
changing for air? It's is it because of her exposure? Like I don't understand how that works. Well, is the it because, sun like, still comes through the water. The sun still comes through the water. Does it get reflected back to your like even when your face is down there? Does it get reflected back to your face? It's like, like, or is it because don't she, ask me about science? White. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, she literally. I think looks she like literally Christian is Lincoln. like the embodiment. This this connection is so fucked. Um, I was saying, I think that her tanness, like from the jump, she's like super like tan, even when she's not long distance swimming. Like she honestly is like the embodiment of a Florida person like visually she looks like how i envision the most of the population of the state of florida and that's not a compliment um that's a read (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i think when someone like a athlete when an athlete they burn calories more than they take the way that like my dad for example like their body shrink like really significantly. Like as you're getting older, like muscle mass is like a thing. I think people who have been doing calisthenics more frequently in their like forties or fifties, like they're able to withhold their shape more like rigid. I don't want I don't talk about body shape, but um like she definitely looks the part of like a like an athlete. Like she definitely looks like the part. Um she but she the the transformation's good. She looks like Diana and I had whoever did the She the, does look like Diana. Yeah. And Give Annette Benning like Annette Benning outside of this movie is like like I would call Annette Benning cute. Like I watched her round table and she's just like a cute woman with her glasses. And she ain't cute in this movie. <laughs> she ain't cute. Um Can we talk about down. can we talk about the Taj Mahal, please? Oh, bitch. <laughs> Tell people what happened. Why the fuck? I was like, I was like off my Why the fuck like, is there a Taj Mahal in the fucking... It's the fucking life of pie, bitch. I don't think so, honey. Like, I don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to do Wakanda, Way of Water, and Life of Pi into... Like, they all live... Like, they're not living the same... Cinematic universe, like don't and the bitch, Wizard of Oz. Cheat, there was the Yellow Brick Road. When you didn't see the Yellow Brick Road, the oh, the Yellow Brick like, Road. Oh yes, <laughs> leading the Yellow Brick Road leading into the Taj Mahal. They probably have like a special effects like department budget. They were like, oh my gosh, shit, low. totally for totally forgot you guys. Um, how can we use up the budget? Uh, this movie. Okay, let's just throw in this scene and spend all of our budget on this Girl, 10 seconds. whatever <laughs> special effects budget this movie had, they needed to double it because the effects in this film were For rotten. what? For were swimming? Rotten. For a movie talking about a, mo- a woman swimming across. Okay, but even like the uh-huh. sharks, like the sharks swimming up, I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> <It's> those <laughs> graphics were insane. It's giving Sharknado. It's like it was giving Sharknado. That's really, and when she's like swimming to the Taj Mahal, the graphic, like 
It's so insane. That part of the film would like knock me on my ass. I was like, what am I watching? How did I get here? What have I done in my life to deserve this? <laughs> it was wild. What was the, what was the whole point about that scene? I forgot. Like, why was there a Taj Mahal there? She was hallucinating, right? So they said that at a certain hour <laughs> she starts to hallucinate because she's swimming for like 52 hours. Okay, whatever. She hallucinated on the first attempt, like, those light things falling from the sky. Like, okay. Um, and I guess she hallucinated the Taj Mahal. I mean, I maybe I get the Yellow Brick Road, like, illusion. I don't really fully understand the Taj Mahal for this, for this white lady. Like, is she, was she, was she set up to be super spiritual? I don't think so. That does not look like a spiritual person to me. <laughs> She's all about like courage. Like she always says courage and plays her fucking her fucking French horn before she jumps in the water. Honestly, Jeff, I'm sorry. I hate her. I'm lost. I hate her. Sorry, Diana and I had. Oh, I so you like hate you. lesbians. So you hate lesbians. I love lesbians. Just not this lesbian. I wrote down I wrote down in my notes in all caps, lesbians. And I think that's so funny. Like they're they're totally queening out in a way that it's like so lesbian core. I'm making a really big sweep, like sweeping judgment here. Like, that's the most butch thing that one can do. Like swimming across the ocean. That's butch. Like a gay man would be like, I'm just gonna sit on Florida and sip on a little margarita and, and wave at you when you come. Like this I'm is a lesbian a, a lesbian rights film. And that's powerful. That's what we need right now. These two white lesbians to have their moment <laughs> in cinema. That's what we need right now. Um, starts, um, Jesus, but this movie... Okay, random tangent too. Um, did you catch the, the color? The pink color title? Yes, and then the credits, <laughs> like that like hot pink. I'm like, what are we doing? Why? And the little like, thing I'm on the so... side, every attempt where it's like showing the miles she has left and the hours she's been swimming, like fuck off. What what <laughs> is that creative choice? Girl, please. Um, there's a Doja Cat like hot pink parallel. Like maybe they were making like Girl. Doing this. <laughs> what is the Doja Cat hot pink parallel? You could say there's a hot pink parallel to anything. You could say there's a legally blonde hot pink parallel. No, legal pink makes sense because it's like it's because Legally Bond is about this girly girl who doesn't <laughs> seem to be fitted into the law school. But then you're talking about a lesbian walk, swimming across the ocean. What does it have to do with <laughs> pink? Like, what is it? What is the color telling me? Like, I, no, I don't I'm need not, that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not critiquing Legally Blonde's use of hot pink. You're just saying that, like, because this movie used hot pink, there's a parallel to Doja Cat's album Hot Pink. And I'm saying that you could say there's a parallel to anything out there. That used hot pink doesn't make sense. Is this supposed to be like uh like I don't I don't get it like the whole I'm not supposed like why is this choice so apparent to me that it just doesn't really register when they're they're literally editing it like like a CSI episode like have you watched a lot of CSI growing up? No, it literally feels like it's been chopped up into pieces. And, like, the editing process comes later when, like, oh, we have to cut this part into, like, 
this is where Nyad is in Florida. This is where Nyad is in Los Angeles. It just feels like there's no continuity between like the whole film, which again, it's another pitfall for the movie. Um, I don't know if the hot pink was supposed to like, like solidify like she is a woman like i like what was like no the, is that the point not. <laughs> they were probably just like picking a random color hey let's just, no like, let's i definitely don't think they're picking a random color i think it was for sure intentional because there's i'm looking i'm looking at that right now it's so hideous I'm sorry. With the yellow too. <laughs> Anyways. Um, do you know about the real Diana Nyad? Because I did some digging. What did you find out? Um, she's a pathological liar. <laughs> um, this feat of swimming from Cuba to Florida was never ratified. The Guinness Book of World Records never um, agreed that she even oh. did it. There's a lack of documentation. There's like nine hours without the crew documenting, which is part of the rules for it to be ratified. There's like huge chunks of time. There's the G- the GPS tracker shows that she went all the way across. So she did go all the way across, but there's not a lot of proof that she, for example, didn't touch the boat or didn't do different things that would have disqualified her. And she very well may have not done those things. I'm not saying that she did, but there's no proof that she didn't and there's supposed to be. So the crew did not do an adequate job in like documenting this feat for them to actually give her the record. And um, <laughs> there's a website. There's a website. <gasps> the slander. There's a website dedicated to fact-checking Diana Nyad. It's called Nyad Fact Check in search of the truth about Diana Nyad and it has Jesus all of the Christ. it has all of the times <laughs> in her career that she's lied like she lied about winning the US Nationals when she was 16 that never happened she lied about coming in 6 at the 1968 Olympic trials <laughs> that never happened That's so funny like there's all these things that she lied about so do we know if she even did this no i'm sure she did but like whatever she could have had like a little fishing pole and just dragged along my point is i don't like her the point i'm trying to make is i don't like her i don't sympathize with her i didn't root for her i'm i'm not um you know what when she made it i was a little happy for her but other than that that was a moment that was cute other than that like when they hugged and stuff i was like okay that's actually nice (laughs) other than that i i had no positive feelings about her i just didn't get the point of what she was doing and so the movie just fundamentally did not work for me yeah um i also think that it might be a mistake to talk about her life in her 60s um it's like it would be way more successful if like they're in, they're doing it in like they they cast a little younger um in their 30s or 40s when like um Judy Foster and I had kind of first known each other and like their relationship, like I said. Yeah, but they want to get the like, they want to get the last swim, like when she made it, right? Any of the swims make like equal importance, like for her probably because it's an achievement in itself. Um, and I don't like the the fact that she's like doing it in her sixties to prove a point that she's still in her sixties that she can do it. Like I think that's a little bit reductive. Um. But I appreciate her courage. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> Not her courage. I, I, it's very linear. Like the way they decided to tell the story is very, like, very just 
linear and a little bit boring. I wonder how it would have been too, like you said, maybe surrounding her when she was younger, when she first, when she was getting ready to first try it. And then the film culminates with her first trying it and failing. Okay. And it's less of like a all wrapped up happy ending movie, but then they could include footage from when she actually, you know what I mean? Like they could have done something a little bit more creative with the story. Rather it was, it was very like logically boringly paced out. Yeah. With the exception of the Taj Mahal in it. Yeah, <laughs> curveball for sure. Multiverse of madness, Nayeth Colin. Multiverse of madness. Um, <laughs> Jodie Foster goggles. Um, that's the best actor, best actress. Like that, the goggles itself. Jodie Foster goggles. If that's not the height of lesbianism, I don't know what is. I, um, how, do <laughs> how do you feel about Jodie Foster? How do you feel about Jodie Foster? I like Jodie Foster. I like Jodie Foster. What was your first Jodie Foster movie? Oh, Panic mine Room. Mine was Panic Room. Why oh. is that such a queer classic? Panic Room is good. <laughs> Panic Room is a good movie. <laughs> you have uh, Christian Stewart, young Christian Stewart, mm-hmm. and the soon-to-be full-blown lesbian Jodie Foster stuck in the same room. That's so radical. <laughs> That's so subversive if you think about it. And like they're surrounded being by all these like by fucking Jared Leto, who's like a terrorist in, in, like in, in itself, like surrounded by these men and these two smart ladies trying to outwit them. Um, that's a that's a gay film to me. For and me. they're rich as fuck, <laughs> and they're rich. They're rich as fuck in their little townhouse with the panic room. Like they're rich. They have a panic room. That means they have money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little um, didn't the dad in the movie die? Which I feel like Panic Room makes is a way more fun movie. That we no, I don't think he died. I thought they were getting. I thought they were getting a divorce, so he was like not living there. I'm pretty sure they were getting a divorce. I think the dad probably like lost the the arm or something. I forgot there was like a point. Like, lost the he arm. Was, like the dad in the movie was like being interrogated by Jared Leto or something. Oh. It's been so long, but it's such a great movie. I remember, and also Jodie's um, great in Silence of the Lambs. Obviously, she won an Oscar for that. She. What else uh, she's seen? She's in a she's, recent TV series. I I just looked it up. Um. Uh, oh, True, True Detective. Detective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna watch anthology that next, series. Actually. Yeah. Um. She, we really should be talking about Jodie Foster, actually. No, you mean Annette Bening? Oh, like, like we should be talking about Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll do Jodie yeah. Foster month far, far, far in the future. Um, yeah. I, ha- I, I'm, I honestly have nothing left to say about this film. So, I, I, maybe we can talk about like, like how this, how are we gonna like make our viewing experience more fun? Like, are we, do we make huh? exceptions to biopics? Like, can we? Like, we've seen so much, and to a point that I'm like, we shouldn't be part of this system to support any of these like we know that it, there's very limited thing that biopics can do creatively um and i don't think we should be investing more time in it uh, i have said i have said multiple times if the person is still alive i don't want a biopic yeah because so they're gonna have they're, they're they're gonna have their like hand in the pot 
things are going to be framed in ways that they feel comfortable with. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to one, it's going to be very limited creatively because they're going to be very worried about how they're portrayed. And two, it's, it's not even going to be really genuine. I don't really need genuine, but it's, it's just going to be like a very watered down, boring, like, you know, Diana Nyad was heavily, heavily involved in this film, especially Diana Nyad with how egotistical she is. She was probably running the damn ship of this movie and how she was portrayed. Totally. I can, I can see that the film has a lot of influence from her. Which can I say is, can I just say is, is wild because she doesn't come across well. So I just think she does not come across well in her brain, in her brain. And like, she's going to send me death threats or something after this podcast, but in her brain, she comes across well in this movie. I believe that. I think here's, here's my theory. I think this movie was made. This movie was made because Diana Nyad is pissed off that her feet, her swim was not ratified, was not acknowledged by like Guinness World Records and so she's created I mean this is a conspiracy theory I have no intel but she has created this film this mainstream linear non-experimental on Netflix film to show the world to make the world believe that she she actually did this and again maybe she did but it's never been acknowledged officially so that's my theory (laughs) I wish we have a little more insider tea. Like, like. Should we really try to email her? Should we try to get her on the pod? Like, even asking, like, who the fuck is writing this screenplay? Julia Cox. Um, it's actually based on her um, autobiography called "Find a Way" by Diana. I know Nyad. it's based on Diana Nyad's own autobiography that she wrote about herself. Of course, it is. The- of course, it's based on that. <laughs> The thought process is so like bizarre to me. I'm like, let's find a really bizarre like person to talk about in a biopic. Let's see who's around. And I'm like, okay, this weird, not weird, like this lesbian <laughs> swimmer <laughs> swimming across the ocean. Let's do her. Like, what's how can we make the most fun out of it? I'm like, oh, this is how they can make the most fun out of it. Yeah, props to them. Um. <laughs> It's just so, I mean, I'm so over it. Maybe we should set up like a hard rule of us never talking about biopics anymore. No, because sometimes biopics are important, okay? And I, sometimes biopics are important. <laughs> I don't like have an who? example of when. I don't <laughs> exactly. have an example. <laughs> we had a few biopics in, in this pod before. Um Angela I think Bassett it just it's it's because it just shows how many are are made. Like there's, I, I don't think I realized until we started really doing this podcast just how many. Like when we look at actresses' filmographies, just how many biopics are made. Like we did, we did like you said, Angela Bassett. We did um, Michelle Margot Yeoh Robbie, did a I Tanya. We Margot Robbie. Literally every one we have done ex- until Emma Stone had a biopic in it. Right. Yeah. Oh, does that mean Amazon's going to do a biopic on the next project? Please don't. I don't need to see that. Um, She's going to play an Asian woman. (laughs) She's going to play me as a biopic. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the biopic tangent is like 
it's 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 always gonna be a challenge for me. Um, I always feel like a certain repulse, like from watching it, like fully participating it. It really doesn't bring me into like a creative experience, which I, when I want to go watch a movie, I want to kind of escape a little bit. I don't need to be reminded of like the people around me. You know, I I want to see different things. Well, um, I don't want to be reminded of something else. You know. Um, who and, do you think is there a perf- okay so. Annette Benning, you're lovely. You're wonderful. You're not winning this Oscar. Is there anyone who? <laughs> is there any? Watch her win. If she wins, I will. I will watch die. her. Watch her win, bitch. They're gonna pull a, a, a JLC at Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, is there anyone you would replace her in this category with of a performance you've seen this year? Fucking Julian Moore. Yeah, Hello? for real. May December. For real. Also a also a Netflix movie. Way more creative, way more dramatic, way more character building. Fantastic line like dialogue. Okay, um, and you see how okay, you see cuz that movie is it's loosely based on a real person and a real situation. So it's exactly. not a biopic, it's not a biopic. But it's not a biopic, but it's like biopic adjacent. Right. And so imagine if this movie was not about Diana Nyad, the figure, but it was loosely inspired by Diana Nyad. What could they have done? Like the possibilities would have been way more expansive. Yeah. Julianne Moore deserved Julianne Moore deserved that. (laughs) Deserved that. So it's the biggest snub ever. And maybe like even throw in um um which I think like Julianne Moore and also um uh what's her name? What's the other actress' name? Natalie Portman. Black Swan. Natalie Portman. Um, it's a it's a reference. Uh, they could have easily been like considered both as a as best actress. Like they're not supporting I, each other. They're like. Yeah, I think that Julianne Moore probably deserved the nomination. I'm not so mad that Natalie Portman didn't get it. I'm mad that Julianne Moore didn't get it, and I'm mad that Charles Melton didn't get it. Yeah, I we should really look fabulous. start looking outside of the the nominations next time around maybe. i mean we could um, we could you know what we could do this is once again letting everyone in behind the scenes on things that we should probably talk about off of the pod um we could extend our our oscars bit a little bit and talk about a couple films that we thought should have been nominated you know right totally we should do that we would totally do that we'll see. Um, or like at the end of the year we could do like a biggest snub or some of our fav- some of our yearly f- favorites, like a recap, like a quick fire recap. Right. Um, uh, I'm done talking about this film, and in the spirit of in the spirit of <laughs> of our hatred for biopics, next week we're talking about another biopic, <laughs> which I don't think it really is a biopic. It's like well, a creative way save of it for the episode. spinning it. Save it yeah, for the that's, episode. That's- we're talking about next week we're talking about maestro uh carrie mulligan's nominated i have (laughs) some things to say i have some things to say okay amazing sounds good okay thanks for tuning in for (laughs) film fatales uh we hope you uh i hope you have also watched this movie and realized that a lot of like maybe you agree with a lot of the things we say or not um um but yeah, tune in next week. You can follow us on Film Fatales Pod for more memes, reviews, and fun stuff like that. Um, you can also um, 
listen to our podcast on Spotify and give us a five star rating. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. It's other places too. It's other places too, for the record. It's other but places I'm... too. Yeah, wherever you get a podcast. Okay, wasn't sure. Okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>